Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Awesome. Hey, close your eyes for a moment if you feel comfortable. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are already here. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in and through us. And Lord, this morning, again, we just thank you, God, for that peace that Pastor Desiree has been talking about. Lord, peace in every season, every circumstance, and every situation. We thank you, God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, that's a promise that you've given us. And Father, this morning, through, throughout this moment, throughout these, the, these, this short time, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would establish just again, uh, just cementing in our heart, Lord, that every day is sweeter than the day before. That, Lord, this morning, come and do a work and establish yourself even more. As you are the author and the perfecter of our faith, God, we open our hearts for you to come and move in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to church this morning. If you are in this room online and the other location, it's great to have you here. I want to personally uh, welcome any new students into town, any mums and dads that are uh, dropping your students off. Um, Especially if this is the first time you've dropped a student off. Uh, I'm not at that stage. I'm wanting to be. No, I'm not wanting to be at that stage. I love all my children dearly and uh, will definitely have that uh, empty nest um, syndrome, I'm sure. But uh, just just to clear over all those parents that are maybe dropping your children off, um, God's got it in control. What you've sown into their spirit and what you've, you've planted into their hearts, it ha- has taken root and God's got it in the, under control. And I want to encourage you this morning, you know, as a church, we are here to serve your children. We are here to be here when you might not be here physically as you might be away around New Zealand somewhere. But I can guarantee you we love your children or your young man or young woman, uh, young lady. And uh, we're believing for them. We have a, a, I really believe we've got a heart for uh, the university and all that God has for the university. And, and so um, grace and peace be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, yes, across all Equippers Church, we are doing the Go Big series. Who started Go Big in their e-group already this week? All of my e-group has. We had a great time talking about what it is to start going big in God and where we may have reduced God. And if you haven't, that's going to be your first e-group series this week. I pray you, you'll be along and get into it. Um, if you, As Desiree has said, if you're not in an e-group, uh, go to the area where it says sign up and uh, we will get you into an e-group and we'll help you out there. We really believe that across this series, it's going to be an amazing time just to uh, magnify who God is. I like what Pastor Sam talks about how we magnify God, but we actually can't magnify God. You can't magnify God. You can't magnify something that's already infinite. Uh, What we do, though, is magnify our position of God. And through this series, we're believing to go big right across our entire year, believing for breakthrough in areas. who's Who's got areas of big breakthrough that you're believing for? Uh, and so here's the thing is you, you serve and you, you already know a big God who can do all things uh, through us. Amen. Amen. Um, the thing is, though, when it comes to bigness, big is, is different to everyone. If, if you look at it from a, 
the smallest atom or the, I don't know, that's, as, that's the depth of my science knowledge. Uh, are there things smaller than an atom? Probably. I don't know. You can tell me afterwards. Thank you in advance. But from the smallest atom to maybe the largest star in the galaxy, I don't know if any of you have watched um, How Great Is Our God by uh, Louis Guglio, a science Uh, a Christian scientist, and he does this amazing study on astrology and stars and talks about if the earth was the size of a golf ball, then this star far, far away would be like the distance of two Golden Gate bridges versus the size of a golf ball. Like, that's huge. But that's that's scale. I mean, here's the thing. when When we talk about something going big, we've got to think about it from a scale point of view. Scale defines big more than size does. Scale defines big more than size does. If, you, if you're an ant eating a banana leaf, who knows that's a big job. But if you're an elephant eating the whole tree, who knows, it's an easy job. See, scale defines bigness in who we are. I don't know, have any of you been watching any of the Winter Olympics and there's the big air competition? Uh, you know, I... Uh, I I aspired to the big air competition, but um, physics, that's a little bit more of my science knowledge right there. Physics doesn't work for me to enter the big air competition, but you see some of these people, these athletes, they go down and they take these jumps, and they're in the air for like three or four seconds. I mean, that's that's big. Or, Or maybe the ski jump where they, you know, who watched Eddie the Eagle? A few years back, Pastor Desiree preached on Eddie the Eagle when we're doing Movie March uh, about how they go down these ski jumps and they literally fly for a hundred and something odd meters. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's big. Uh, And if if you're a small person, that's even bigger. Um, But here's the thing. Scale defines big more than size does. Um, You know, and then who remembers learning how to ride a bike? Who had trainer wheels? Oh, who had trainer wheels? All the old people had trainer wheels. All the young people had balance bikes. No more trainer wheels now. They're just balance bikes. But you used to be able to ride this tiny little bike, but then now as you grow to an adult, you ride mountain bikes, full-size bikes, and it's easy. Uh, but, but at one stage, it was hard. Who remembers falling off and hurting their hands and knees? Yep. I, in fact, I went mountain biking with my son and fell off and hurt my hands and knees. But it was actually quite sweet. He saw me uh, fall off and he stopped, at, stopped, got off his bike and came running back. He's like, Dad, Dad, are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. Just get away. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm all right. My pride is not anyway. Um, but we, when we talk about the scale of things and we, uh, we've got to, that, that opens the world to really who God is. In fact, Jesus, even um, through the Bible, shows us uh, some scale of things. Many of you will know this, this scripture. Um, it, it, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. We've heard this scripture many, many times. And Jesus defining faith as small as a mustard seed. He's, he's, he's scaling something for us to understand in that Jesus always used agricultural terms because it was an agricultural world that they lived in. And so he was giving something that was visible and evident so they could understand the scale of something versus a small seed versus a large seed. Here's the thing that the whole context though around this is 
is around um, forgiveness. Let's read from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 6. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch out. Watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. I think that was the greatest line they had ever said. Increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry bush, mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey. See, there's this, there's this scale that Jesus is speaking about, and he talks about forgiveness really comes down to a small mustard seed faith. But I don't know about you, but if someone's annoyed me seven times and come back again seven times, I need more than mustard seed faith. Like, that person is a moron. Excuse me, am I allowed to say that in church? I'm just being real. All of you are, are, are saints, aren't you? Uh, like if someone comes and annoys you once and they come back and you forgive them, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I can handle that. And they do exactly the same thing and they come back again, oh, I'm sorry. You're like, okay, patient, love, joy, peace, patience. I'll quote the scripture, quote the Bible, I'll get that in my spirit. Okay, and they come back again. <clears throat> uh, three times, four times, five times, six times. See, I don't know about, I'm mad, I'm angry, I am upset. That person I said, I described them before, I'm not going to use that word again. But I'm like, I'm angry. But Jesus is saying, hey, you just need small faith. You need small faith to get over your angry. You need small faith to get patience. You need small faith to forgive. There's this, there's this scale that Jesus is establishing here. There's another scale that he said is, is as far as the east is from the west, I have forgiven your sin. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've shared this before, but have you ever, ever tried to measure that distance? Just go to as far as you can to east and go all the way west. You, you just can't measure that distance. There's, a, a, there's an infinite scale there. So from the smallest, smallest seed, to an infinite measurement, Jesus used a scale. And I don't know about you, but big is big to God. And big is big to God. I want to get on to our, our main scripture this morning. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, again, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our heart. May it come alive to us and speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. See, with, with this Go Big series, Pastor Sam has been talking about uh, Isaiah 54. If you've been in the life of this church for a few years now, you will also know that we've been speaking about Isaiah 54, and just now nationally we're, we're on the same page. Or you know what I mean. And it, it says this, it says, Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. 
says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Again, measure that distance. Your descendants will be uh, dispossessors, uh, will be dispossessed nation and settling in their desolate cities. You know, with this scripture, we're going to unpack it across the next four weeks. But I want to, I want to, I want to start at the beginning this morning. And and the first scripture that I want to just get to is sing. That's as far as I got to. I was like unpacking this. Like, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this, God? But it comes here is to sing. Who likes singing? I pray you like singing. But here it says, "Sing, barren woman who never bore a child." I don't know about you, but that's that's a real big thing. I've never had to experience. I have some friends. I know people that have yearned to have children. And, 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 and there's a sing in that the Lord is saying, sing, barren woman, you who have never bore a child. That must be a, a very, very challenging and very, very painful or, or hard area to go through in life. He says this, burst into song, shout for joy. I'm like, help me with this, God, because this situation seems horrible. This situation doesn't seem like it's a good thing to be saying to this person, hey, sing right now. Burst into a song, shout for joy. I don't know about you, if you've ever, had a, ever been having a bad day uh, and, and, just, and someone just comes up to you and goes, cheer up. Cheer up. It'll be all right. Cheer up, Charlie. Uh, but this is, this is a real thing happening to someone, uh, happening to actually Sarah here. It's, it's about Sarah, Abraham, Ishmael, and Hagar. All this, sort of, all this is going on. And, 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 and the Lord is saying, sing. The Lord is saying, sing in the, in the, in the wilderness. Sing in the barrenness. Put, shout for joy where you haven't seen things happen before. I don't know about you, but that, 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 that challenges my thinking. It challenges even my heart and in my spirit. But this morning, God wants you to sing. God wants you to sing through the challenges, sing, sing through the trials, sing through the uh, hard times. Parents, if you're dropping off your children, sing. Not for just shouts of joy, but sing that God's got them covered. God's got them in, in control. Sing. See, in, um, in Galatians, Paul even, and even shares and, he, and he, he's communicating. He's like, verse 23 um, of Galatians 4 says, The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt. This is, this is Hagar and Ishmael. In a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. See, how often do we try and, and bring in a human response or a human attempt to fulfill God's promises? But here it goes on, it says, But the son of the freeborn wife, this is Sarah, was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. God fulfilled his promise. I want to tell you this morning, you can sing because God will fulfill his promise. God will fulfill his promise. 
It goes on in verse, verses 24, 25, but then verse 26, it says, But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is a free woman, and she is our mother. As Isaiah said, rejoice or sing, O childless woman, you who have never, ever given birth. Break into a joyful shout, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And you, dear brother and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. There's a sing, because God is faithful to fulfill his promise this morning. I pray by the end of this message, there's going to be a, a sing in our spirit. There's going to be a joy. There's going to be a shout. There's going to be a sing. And even spontaneous shouts of joy every now and then. Amen. Yeah. I, 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 some people have asked us, why do we do the service the way we do the service? We always start with singing. We always start with praise and worship. Why? Because in Psalm 100 it says, come enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. We start with singing because singing is good. Who likes singing here? Raise your hand. I should have said, who doesn't like singing? But that's all right. You're already here. So you've either stood like this in the worship or waited until now. I'm not sure. But hopefully all of you like singing. Who's, who's like really good singer in the shower? We're all good singers in the shower. Come on. You are all good singers in the shower. Um, here's, a, here's, here's, here's a couple of thoughts here. Uh, singing is actually a natural antidepressant. Singing, obviously I've researched this. Singing, singing is known to re- release endorphins, the, the feel-good brain chemical that makes you feel uplifted and happy. In addition, scientists have identified a tiny organ in the air called the uh, saculus, which responds to the frequency created by singing. The response creates an, an immediately, immediate sense of pleasure regardless of what the singing sounds like. Who just feels uplifted and encouraged right now, regardless of what the singing sounds like? Not only that, but singing can simply take your mind off the day's trouble to boost your mood. Sometimes we need a praise break. Sometimes we need a praise break. Singing lowers your stress levels. Making music is a, is a form, uh, is in any form, is relaxing. Singing releases stored muscle tension and decreases the level of stress hormone called cortisol in your bloodstream. Singing releases tension. So I reckon when you're at the gym next time and you've got your headphones in, you've got to actually sing as well or get a lot more results. You might get a few people looking at you, but hey, just remember that regardless of what it sounds like, they're going to be sounding good. Singing. Singing improves our mental alertness, improves blood circulation, and and, and oxygenated bloodstream allows more oxygen to reach the brain. This improves mental alertness, concentration, and memory. The Alzheimer's Society has established a singing for the brain service to help people with dementia, Alzheimer's, and maintaining their memories. Sing, sing. I've, I've, my history as a, um, in, in career-wise, um, I was a builder. 
And uh, we always joke when other tradies come on site when they start singing. I was like, oh, you've done that unit as well. We always joke that there's a singing unit standard to become a qualified tradie. But, uh, you know, we always have the radio on, on site. Some health and safety places don't allow you to have a radio now, but I always have the radio on. I just love singing throughout the day. Love lift, just, just singing. I don't know about you, but I'm a Coast FM person. I don't mind sharing my own age. I like the old school stuff, you know, old school. So old school, it's even with Grant Kitayama, who DJs it. Who knows who Grant Kitayama is? Yeah, see, you all old. You all old. Grant Kitayama, Pauline Gillespie, and Nick Tansley used to do ZMFM in, in Wellington many years ago. We had the music on and we sing. And every now and then you know the lines of the song and you sing out loud. If, you, if you've ever seen me when I'm building, I love singing. But in life, we're called to sing. And, and through situations, in, the, in a barren situation, it says to sing out. Here's the thing is, how can we sing out? We can sing out because we know the promise of God. We know the blessings of God. We know the joy of God. And I really believe this morning God's calling us to sing out. See, in Genesis chapter 18, if we rewind and even go back and into the story of, of Sarah and Abraham, I don't have heaps of time to go back over it, but there's where, where the angel of the Lord turns up and, he's speak, and they're speaking to Abraham. In verse 9 of Genesis 18, it says, Where is... Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you at about this time next year, and your wife Sarah will soon have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is so old also? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year. And Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, yes, you did. <laughs> you know, it's just an argument you're never going to win. Put yourself in that situation. Here's the thing is, I've laughed. I've laughed. In fact... When I was about 17, 16, 17 years old, I was, some of you may know this, but I was getting a ride down to visit Desiree. And uh, um, I was getting a ride with someone I didn't really know, but they had a prophetic gift. And one day they turned around, well, as we were driving, they just turned around and said, Well, you're going to be a pastor and you're going to lead a church one day. And I laughed. Like, I laughed. I thought that was funny. I was like, no way. No way. Where have you laughed? See, here's the thing is we laugh all the time. 
But God's got promises on your life. And God's got things. And we, we've got to learn how to control or respond with singing or with joy rather than with our own insecurity and our, with our own pride in ourselves. See, the reason I didn't want to lead a, a, lead a church is because I'd, I've just seen how, how some people have been treated in church. And I was like, no way. And as, as, yeah, sometimes you get treated nicely. Sometimes you get treated differently. But it doesn't mean that you don't step into the call of God that is on your life. See, we've all had times where we just laugh at God's promise. I love it. I love being here as a, as a pastor because I love seeing people and I like, love encouraging them. and said, hey, I reckon you would be awesome at worship leading. <laughs> That's exactly how they sounded. Oh, I reckon, man, you would be an amazing youth leader or you would be an amazing young adult leader. And there's this like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. And we have this response in our spirit where we're just like, no, who, me? Couldn't be. And we, and we, and we like laugh. But here's the thing is, God's got a promise on your life. See, even, even those natural circumstances didn't fit the promise. And we have to get past that to go, you know what? My God is a big God, a supernatural God, a God of blessing, a God of His promise. And I want to encourage you today to get something in your spirit that goes, you know what, God? This is awesome. You know, if I'm real honest right now, looking at the natural, I'm thinking all of the events above 100 this year. <laughs> Exactly sounding like that. But, but could we believe and could we sing into it and could we lift our heart, lift our spirit and go, you know what, equip her. You know what, shout conference. You know what, uh, stronger. You know what, the events that we have down here in Dunedin. You know what, come on, God, we got to believe that we can sing into a barren situation that we may not even believe that could happen. But God, I trust you because you're a big God. Sometimes we've got to look at the scale of what things are. And God's way bigger than any situation. In fact, so bigger that in a year's time, Isaac was born. In a barren time, in a, in a, in a naturally old time, in a, in a time where like even, even there was a laugh in the recipient's promise's heart. In the same time, there was a promise for God and God is worthy to be upheld, all of his promises are what? A yes and an amen. I want to encourage you this morning to sing. Worship team, if you guys can come back up on stage, that'd be awesome. You know, sometimes the scale of what God wants to do through your life will make you laugh. I pray it's laughing of joy. I pray it's an encouraging laugh. But sometimes we get fear, fearful. Sometimes we get scared. Sometimes we look at the situation and the circumstance and go, what? How can that happen? But that's why I love Proverbs chapter 3. And I say it often, I quote it often. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. Do not lean on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him. It's, 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 it's my own spiritual get out of free jail cut. 
We're like, God, I don't understand this. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm just going to trust in you. With all my heart, I'm going to sing. I'm going to make a joyful sound. I'm going to shout. Why? Because you are a big God. That this situation and the scale of this right now, God, you are a big God. You are a big God. See, here's the thing is, it's time to sing. It's time to sing. Maybe if you want to go for a walk, sometimes I tell you, I go for a walk around Seconds Beach and I love praying in tongues and speaking and, and, and just releasing that spiritual gift. And I love singing, but because I've got my headphones on, I'm always like checking, is there anyone else around here or what? Oh, they think this guy, they're going to ring the Lock me up. But now there's got to be a sing. A sing in our spirit. See, when, the, when we get a revelation of who Jesus is and His bigness and His love, we sing. That's why last night, last Sunday night, baptism service, man, there was a joy. Man, there was an excitement. Why? Because there were people choosing to sing. There's people choosing to go back to the pure, honest grace and love of Jesus Christ. It's time to sing this morning. It's time to go big in singing through every situation, every circumstance, every challenge. It's time to sing. You're sitting there going, what am I supposed to sing? Oh, if you want to sing, sing. It says burst into song. I don't know about you, but if you've seen the, the movie, The Italian Job, and they've just figured out how much gold is in the safe. And the guy is sitting at the, the, uh, the travel, um, the baggage luggage area. And he jumps up and bursts into sound. He's like, hallelujah, praise Jesus. I mean, context, man, not quite right. But, but there was a bursting in the song. I don't know about you, but uh, God's got to get bigger in my heart that I can just burst into song wherever, whenever, knowing that His grace is perfect. Shout for joy. Well, I just like worshiping God quietly. That's cool. I like worshiping God quietly as well. But there is times, there is times when we go, come on, God, I love you. See, in my skepticalness, I was praying about, Lord, how do we deliver this message? How do you want to do it? In my skepticalness, I'm like, I don't want to be all about hype. I don't want to be about just hyping people up for the sake of hyping people up. And Come on, shout everyone. And Let's just get people on the bandwagon right now and shout and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, come on, God. Oh, there's got to be something that you do in the Spirit to keep people alive. Breathe breathe. That's why in Ezekiel 37 when the prophet is talking uh, to Ezekiel, can these bones breathe life again? Ezekiel had to respond. He had to say yes. See, we can, we can sit there and we can be asked questions by the Lord all the time. But it's about how we respond. Going back to Psalm 108 here, it says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is He who made us, 
and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. See, the last part of the Scripture there is the very reason why we shout. Why? For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Why? Going all the way back to the Scripture. Sing, barren woman, you who have never bore a child. Burst into song. Shout for joy, you who never been labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has had a husband. Why do we shout? Why why can we shout? Because God keeps His promise. God keeps His promise. God keeps His promise. Big promises mean a big God. Big promises mean a big God. Even now I'm reminded of a promise. And people prophesied and said, Will, you could be the first to see a whole city saved. It's not about being the first. It's about seeing a city saved. And I remember that promise. I'm like, looking now in the natural, I'm like, <laughs> See, I've got challenges that I've got to shout through. I've got challenges that I've got to burst through. But where's your shout? Where, where do you need to sing and burst because of the promises that God has for you in your life? Can you sing even without the answers? That's a hard place to live, singing with even without the answers. Can you exalt the Lord above your position? Can, can you sing just because you're free and you know the love and the grace of Jesus Christ? Can you sing because you put your trust in a big God? Can you sing because the love of God is bigger than anything you might be going through right now? Can you sing because there is joy in your spirit? Can you sing because there is hope in your heart? Can you sing because He loves you? Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.